You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. She had intended never to forget the pain, but now she realized she had actually begun to forget. Until last May, she had this sensation every single day, her stomach heavy and aching. I don't want to go in, she shouted inside. Oh, hello there. This is Bradley Martin with the Screener Squad. I was just, I was just reading some Mizuki Sujimura author of Lonely Castle in the Mirror, which is also the name of the film we'll be talking about today. This film is an animated feature from directors Kichihara and Takakazu Nagatomo about the loneliest time, I believe, in everyone's life. Junior high. Going into high school. You guys remember? Y'all... Y'all remember junior high and how fun of adventure that was? No, I remember it. It wasn't fun. No, I, I've actually had people ask me, it, it wasn't high school terrible? No, man, middle school was way <laughs> yeah. worse. It was fucking terrible for me. Fuck that time. <laughs> Anyone who says, oh, I wish I could go back. Fuck you. All right. That, just, go fuck you. Also, <laughs> that and also being trans in America right now. Kind of both on equal footing. Well, for this film, we have our protagonist, Kokoro. And she is a lonely little girl that falls into her mirror one day. It doesn't shatter and cut her up to ribbons. No, she is transported to a castle where she meets a young girl with a wolf mask dressed in red. Saying that her purpose there with... Six other strangers, all children, all her age, is to find a key within the castle to unlock a door within the castle to make a wish within the castle. And that wish can be whatever you want. The only stakes are your memories. And, you know, being junior high kids, right away that triggered me like, those aren't stakes for them. Those kids don't want to remember yesterday. And that's what this film is really about. Trauma, sadness, despair, the loneliness that we all feel sometime in our life, some much more than others. And how maybe we shouldn't want to forget those things. Now with me to talk about this. There is a Little Red Riding Hood theme in this movie, but I don't think it applies to the movie at all. Maybe not in any of the contexts I've had. 
But this person's definitely a huntsman who would gut a wolf to save children. Lewayne is with us. Hey there, how's it going? I got nothing clever for that intro. That was good. I like it. (laughs) Thank you, yes. And someone who looks in the mirror and does see the reflection of who they truly are every day. Jordan is with us. Thank you. And it took traumatic experiences in junior high to get there. So, yeah. No, I do. Yeah, I would gladly trade those memories. <laughs> it It is the one thing I feel this film does right, is open up a discussion on that. Would I want to erase some of my junior high memories? Yes, absolutely. I, 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 I feel no moral quandaries. About that, are there some that are a, a, a key to me now? Yes, but here's the thing: about ninety-eight percent of them were while I was absolutely suicidal, and I'd rather not hold on to those feelings, considering I have a whole new batch of fucking trauma to go through now, just trying to exist in a country that's trying to fucking kill me and take away my basic human rights but what i will say is that i did love this movie i thought it's one of the more nuanced and fascinating and meditative takes really on on these themes like trauma uh, and, and th- that come from many different sources, and depression, regret, just how to really deal with all that. It it it, it was honestly quite fascinating. Now, there's two types of trauma at their base level in the junior high spectrum. I think everybody's laughing at me. And I know everybody's laughing at me. And this film covers both of those experiences through a a very sad, traumatic event from our our protagonist, Kokoro, and an event from one of the other children, a young boy named Urashino, who's kind of on the chubby side. He gives a speech about how he thinks, hey, maybe we're all losers here. Maybe we're all afraid to go to school. You know, I'm not so different from you guys. And those kind of truth bombs, mm -mm, that kind of earnestness does not make you popular in junior high or high school, to be fair. Luanne, what did you think about uh, the children and this story it's telling? Um, For the most part, I think the kids were pretty believable. I will say one thing about the story. I watched this with my 15-year-old who looked at me and went, really? You're going to have me watch another one with child abuse? Thank you. <laughs> I didn't make you watch it, kiddo. But yeah, no, that was a surprise to me, too. So surprise child abuse. <laughs> um, but I mean, as as traumas go, that's in that spectrum. I mean, you know, it it covers a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things in here for everybody who's ever felt uncomfortable in middle school, which I would wager is most anybody who's listening to this. Um, I think the kids are pretty authentic. Um, (laughs) what was interesting is watching them come together, kind of. I mean, they don't do that in, in quite the same way as you often, this isn't like the losers from like 
it or something mm-hmm. like that, right? They, but they each of them learns different things from the other that eventually become important in the future, as it were, um, for those characters. The one thing that was weird to me, though, watching this is the art style of it, because some of it looked CG and some of it looked hand drawn and there wasn't always a consistency to it. And I wasn't sure what was up with that because I wasn't like, how much is this is fantasy? How much is what are you trying to tell me with this? Or is it just a bunch of different people working on this? Um, Because this wasn't like different art styles for different characters, like, you know, across the Spider-Verse or something. This was just like, here's some 2D painted kids and some CG background, but not always. So that was a little weird. Um, I think I probably would get more out of this if I actually spoke Japanese, but I don't. So I had to rely on subtitles, which wasn't always helpful. There's a lot of moments where one of the kids has this like, oh, of course, of course. And as a viewer of white male descent, <laughs> from the u.s born in the u.s i didn't get any of the courses because i don't know a lot of the culture i suppose they were speaking from a very particular region that they're from and that matters to the plot so there's a a sequence in your name that goes over that as well where i'm like what the hell was that and i re- read up on it because your name was one of my favorite films that year and went oh it's a regional dialect thing i uh Again, this movie, yeah, it can feel a bit disjointed between going between hand-drawn and some obvious CGI camera movement. And also, maybe a bit, and maybe running over a bit longer than it really should have. Those are really my only problems with this movie. I, each character is fascinating in their own right and once you understand why it is they are there it a lot of it does really start to make sense especially for characters like Aki who probably gets the worst of it and uh re uh, and uh, of course Kokoro and Rion. Uh, but everyone is just, just so fucking damaged in a lot of ways. One character in particular, I, for, uh, I think it was uh, Fuka, like piano prodigy. Mm-hmm. Fuka, yep. Yeah, I wasn't a piano kid, but let me tell, but uh, hey, I was a gifted child. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. that means? I just basically had ADHD and autism. Now I'm burnt out so fucking constantly. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you'll, you'll recognize something from one of those kids in your life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. God. Okay. This. Okay. First off, the movie didn't need to just attack me like that. <laughs> All right. I was just here living my fucking life, but then it had to remind me just of my own thing. It had to remind me of my own shit. It's like, I'm already in therapy. Can you stop? <laughs> yeah. <And> but, the... <laughs> but honestly, the way this film actually does come to its conclusion and you, you, you find out so much more information that we really can't go into, it's like, oh, wow. It, 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 it actually helps make this story more nuanced and, and so layered. Even... 
when you do come to find out the identity of who this little girl in the wolf mask is, which, at first, like, okay, I signed up for this review, because I thought, oh, this sounds interesting, then I found out it's an anime film, it's like, okay, I don't want to know anymore, so I see little girl walking up with a wolf mask, and I'm just like, what the fuck have I gotten into? <laughs> You've gotten into an anime movie. I Look, I'm look, I'm basically <laughs> dating a fucking weeb now. So well, that's wonderful. I, <laughs> well, anytime you see anyone walk up with that kind of face, like I watched this with my son too, Wayne. I looked at my kid and I was like, "Okay, we taking bets? Is that the actual face or a mask?" And because uh, yeah. you I, never I, know I with just, an anime. <laughs> I was just thinking, okay, what weird sex thing did I just get into? And... <laughs> Is and am I gonna like this or not? An awakening, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we have the. Uh, I want to talk about the animation. You pointed out a little bit, Luane. Now with animated films, especially in recent years, or just this year, everything from Super Mario to Across the Spider Verse, they're amping it up to eleven, and this animation is like a three in terms of extravagance i mean i'm not saying this is bad animation at all but there's Mm-mm. there's no there's nothing pushing any envelopes i'll say with this particular animation does that hurt the film or is it nice to give your eyes a rest every once in a while with these softer smoother uh, by the book animated pictures definitely nice to have the eyes get a rest for a bit i mean across yeah. the spiders yeah. <laughs> is a masterpiece in nearly every way uh but yeah i i also i guess i attribute this to my new job which has got me exhausted mm-hmm. just around the clock i'm just like oh thank fuck nothing too extravagant <laughs> is going on then <laughs> hey weird cgi camera movements like god damn it <laughs> but the even though it's not nothing like groundbreaking or you know changing the game like the Spider Verse films have, it's very lovely to look at. Sure, really soft color palette as well, and nothing. I'd say the CGI doesn't do anything too extreme either. Mm-mm. There's a lot of uh, anime out there for like the past thirty years. If I'm going to be honest with you, too, mm-hmm. that tries a big CGI set piece and it. It's either awful or, wow, that's neat. So I am glad that it it didn't go into the uncanny valley of, oh, this person doesn't know about the polygons and how those have... <laughs> no, this, this mostly it seemed to rely on, like, like Jordan said, camera movement and background, which is fine. Because ideally that's meant to be subtle. Yeah. But no, I think in the end it's a pretty decent flick, so... Let's carry that into our final thoughts then. Uh, Luane, would you lead that, please? Um, Yeah, I liked it more than I didn't. Um, once I got adjusted to some of the things going on that are cultural or language barriers for me, um, I had a fairly good handle on it. Um, my kid that was watching it with me was like, wow, this is another one of those, isn't it? <laughs> that has like a movie and a half in it. Yeah, kind of. Um, but they were pretty positive about it. Um, 
it looks good for the most part. It sounds good. The cast is good. I mean, it's kind of hard to rate that since it's voice actors and in another language. Um, the mythos of it is interesting. I don't know that I have a handle on that. Maybe I'll have to read the novel. Uh, in the end, I'm going to give this five out of six times my kid went, Aki's wearing an outfit like I have. <laughs> Aki, uh, Aki had the swagger and the drip, though. That's good observation. Jordan. All right, that was one thing I couldn't believe. The way she was dressed, like, that is... That is not a hetero. She, she, <laughs> okay. She has a boyfriend. Bye. I believe that there, but there is no way that character is like a hundred percent straight. Uh, because I also have outfits like, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Hey, how do you know? I should know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this film again. This film is one of the most new, more nuanced recent takes I have seen on covering themes such as self harm, bullying, uh, suicidal ideation, and just a whole bunch of other things. And it can hit a little close to the bone sometimes but I but I know that's most likely the intent and sometimes it is good to just you know confront things uh the animation is lovely it's stunning despite some uh awkward uh CGI that doesn't quite go seamless to fit in and uh Again, I think this movie just kind of went a bit longer than it should have. But that's really... But those are really just minor issues. Uh, I, I I think this movie is lovely. It is breathtaking at points. And also has a very beautiful score to it as well. That's one thing we haven't mentioned. I think the music in this movie is so excellently done and perfectly soundtracks everything be it be it its score or it's like on original original songs and such so i definitely recommend this movie very much so i'm going to give it nine out of ten mirrors and also i'm really surprised that this movie held back on making any alice in wonderland allegories and such it's like good god you know how many times we probably would have heard down the rabbit hole or some shit like that it's (laughs) now if this were american film they wouldn't stop letting you know right Mm -hmm. go ask alice she's nine feet tall So for me, uh, yeah, this was a lovely little trip. Uh, nothing too breathtaking for me. I watch so much animation, but I do love the conversation this starts. And I love that the conversation doesn't necessarily finish. And so much of this that is discussed can be left with future discussions for the people you watch it with. Or anyone who, you know, you feel might need to have a sense of 
community about them or not want them to feel that they're entirely alone in the world. You know, watch this and, you know, pick up some good quotes. I couldn't follow any of the clues Little Wolf Girl was given. Uh, the Wolf Queen, she called herself, and they called her. I didn't understand any of that. The rules that she laid down, I kind of understand, but then at the same time, no idea. Like, there are so many threats that she doles out to the people in the castle that I felt like I could, I could just go right now. Thanks. I'm done with enough whimsy today. That sounds like a horrible fate if I stick around. And maybe that's because I'm not a kid anymore and don't have that sense of whatever. This was a fun watch with my son. And I'm going to give it 7 out of 10. Little wolf mischief makers in the kitchen who are just hiding from the most Regina George of all mean girls. By the way, I can tell you exactly why that was my problem with the fucking wolf queen. I'm autistic. Okay? <laughs> be specific and do not be... Alright, bigger question. Who's the more indirect asshole? The Riddler, Q from Star Trek, or this little girl? <laughs> 